Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Maybe Next Year. 12 touchdowns, 4-0. Vote. My name is Frank. I'm Scott. I'm Paul. And we have a very, very special guest with us this afternoon um, from the incredibly good podcast, Bills and Beers, the longest-running um, Bills podcast. Dare I say that the queen of Bills podcasting? I am not sure that there's anybody more entitled to such a title. Uh, we have Miss Cassie Hutton with us. Hello, Cassie. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. I, uh, I, I'm glad we're a good podcast. We haven't reached great yet in your guys' eyes. So. Well, I'm just pulling a, a, a Coach McDermott, and no matter how good you are, I'm sure we can all improve on something and look at the tape, and then uh, we'll get back to you on Tuesday. Um, and to be fair, we categorize ourselves as, as mediocre, like down yes. the middle mediocre. I'll say it's the only other podcast I listen to about the Bills, so I mean, that, that must speak volumes. Um, but we are, we are thrilled to have you, uh, to talk about the game for the little bit of time you have today. Uh, so thank you for, for, for coming on. Um, and we'll make sure that, you know, anything you want to say about Lars or Suge, we, no one listens to this podcast. You can say whatever you want and they'll never hear it. So that's good. Um, but let's start with the game. Uh, the Buffalo Bills victorious once again, 30 to 23, uh, with a, a late score by Las Vegas, a failed onside kick. Buffalo improves to 4-0 and for the first time since 2008. Dare I say it's a very different 4-0. Uh, and the last time the Bills were 5-0 was 1991. Um, all the metrics you can look at in the universe say the Buffalo Bills are an excellent damn football team. And that's a hard thing to say after 10 years of doing this podcast. Uh, 245 episodes. I believe this we're coming up on, on 250. I would like to get the ball rolling with Paul, and then you kick it over to Scott, and then we'll let Cassie um, kind of just tell you both how wrong you are, uh, and, and, and we'll go from there. But, Paul, give us yeah. your thoughts on, on Bill's Raiders on a, on a, a, a 4-0 start, on Josh Allen, uh, on whether you'd like to retract any of your tweets about the defense. Um, anything. Go for it. I will. I will do so. Even though Lars and I were were at near Twitter blows on whether the defense had underperformed. There was or not some yesterday. saucy Twitter, but it was all in good fun. Yes. Yes. So yeah, I'll start with the offense. Since last week, I started uh, as the Debbie Downer on the negatives on the the defense as punishment for me. Uh, I forgot what I was punishing myself for. I don't even remember. Oh, I didn't see the game. That's why I punished myself. So yeah. Right. So I thought that you can't really ask for more of more from the offense than they produced in the first now four weeks. I commented on Twitter. This was probably Josh Allen's worst game of the season and also the fourth best game of his career. That is the the bar he is now set where 70 plus percent completion percentage and 288 yards is, is a med performance yet again, when did this team finally punt maybe late in the third quarter? They finished drives for the most part with touchdowns. Occasionally, Tyler Bass chipped in with an extra point when he was in the mood to do so. And, you know, this was this is what a high-functioning office looks office Office? Offense? Uh, I don't know. You can tell I'm still on the clock, too. It's a very well-run office, yes. Yes, as I stare at my uh, work email in the corner of my screen. So, yeah, this is a, a probably the best offense we've seen since at least the 0-2 Bledsoe-era offense. I will give the caveat that this pace is simply not going to keep up. We're not going to get Stephon Diggs 1,600-plus yards. The defenses do get a little bit tougher from here on out. 
But I think as a Bills fan, I think you were right, Frank, to note that, you know, this is a much better team than the 2008 team. We hope, you know, you're looking at needing to go six and six to, to make the playoffs. And we're not even really looking at that now because we're almost assuming a, a division yeah, title effort talk. at yeah. this point. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, what the and then, yeah, on the de- I'll comment quickly on the defense since I'm hogging too much time here already. No. But defensively, yeah, I still, yeah, I, I get it. They, by the end of the third quarter, they started making plays. They shut down the Raiders. They did hold them to 16 points up until garbage time. And I understand points are important in a game in terms of winning or losing. That is the, uh, the word on the street on points. However, I worry that a similar start in defense against a team like the Chiefs or the Patriots or teams that generally are able to finish drives might put the offense in a hole, and while the offense can win shootouts, we have seen, I'd prefer they not have to do that every week. So I still stand by my concerns. I'm glad they stepped it up at the end, but I think with some of the holes in the in the in the run defense, which they cleaned up a bit as the game went on, but especially in the secondary, uh, with some of the you know guys they have in there now, could be a problem. But if that's that's my worst complaint, I I got no complaints. Well, let's turn to the guy who always has complaints, Scott. <laughs> yes. Um, so let's – yeah, no, I mean, I, I this game, I, I will not go on for too much about it, just to leave some air, air time for all of our, all of our invited guests. Um, that said, I will say, for one thing, it's – I don't mean to turn my video on. No. Um, what was I going to say? Sorry. Completely distracted. Um, You're good. This is literally the longest I've. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Are you okay uh, there? Yeah, I'm okay. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm okay. I'm just not good at podcasting. No, we all, uh, we all have strokes on the air sometimes. It's yeah. just going Jesus. to happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah, get it. I was here, and you are absolutely starstruck. It's, it's and thrown it's, up. It's thrown off my rhythm. I will not. I will not deny that. Um, no. So the what I was going to say. So briefly on quarterbacks. I think my problem with Josh Allen is that the only person that I've been watching play quarterback for the last 15 years has been, like, for that whole time, the person I've watched the most is Tom Brady. So I keep comparing him to the best quarterback in the history of the league. And I think that is kind of throwing my off my evaluation of him because it's very much like Tom Brady – never, I want to say never does something stupid, but very, very rarely does something stupid. Like, sometimes he's not perfect, or sometimes he doesn't quite do the right thing, or he'll miss a guy or whatever, but, you know, he usually doesn't, like, take a 14-yard sack Mm. when you're in field goal range to take you out of field goal range. Like, usually he's not, he doesn't make that kind of mistake. Now, does that mean that Josh Allen is a bad quarterback? No. It just means that it's it's been tough for me to kind of put him into a box other than Tom Brady's box. So I think that's that's one thing on that. The phrase the Tom defense, Brady's box will live on forever on this podcast. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, well done. Um, so then on the defense, yeah, I mean, I think I, – so I only got to watch the first half of the game before I, I had to uh, tuck myself into bed here in jolly old England at 1030. Um and due to the continued insanity of NFL Game Pass, where I cannot even watch the game the day after in, in here in England on the Game Pass, still within the blackout period um, for Sky TV, I guess. Um, but I was able to watch the highlights. 
it did seem like the defense did kind of come to the come to the game a little bit at the end there. Um, so I appreciate that. Um, I think the biggest thing that's been concerning me this whole time is that the defensive line, where we've invested a lot of this money mostly, has not really come to play. Um, they obviously were a little bit better in the second half there, um, able to get some pressure, able to get some fumbles. Um, so that that is a, a good thing to see. Hopefully we'll get more of that. Um, but I'd say um, it is still not where we'd like it to be. But at the same time, you know, it's good enough that, that the rest of the team – is, is kind of holding up the load, and, and that's something I think. Um, and I feel like the defense also owes it, like they feel like they owe it to the rest of the team to play better, and I think that's something that they've been kind of talking about in their meetings and stuff, and in, in, in the interviews at least, they're talking about that, that they need to get better, which is good, and that they're not kind of, um, you know, not taking responsibility for, for doing that. So, um, yeah, I think those are two. Uh, that's one good point and one mediocre point. I'll move on okay. to that. I did like that Josh Allen brought up the like that sack in his post game press conference and just like sort of said without anybody asking like I need to not do that. That was at least something. Um, okay, Cassie, you've 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 heard us. Uh, please now, Bills and Bears, you guys do it a little bit differently. You have your your Jenny Cream Ale, uh, which is a Rochester person. I feel bad that that's the bad beer because that's the beer I grew up with. Uh, but then there's the Labatt Blue, which is the good stuff. And I invite you to just crush us, talk about the Bills. However you want to handle this, you go for it, because I'm excited to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, first off, thanks for having me. I'm, can you guys hear me? I don't have any oh. mute problems. <laughs> no mute problem. You know, and, and if you will, we'll publish it anyway. We don't yeah, care. Right. <laughs> I, just, I just think that they were so tired of, of you, you know, crushing them that they were like, this was like, you know, they pretended to mute you. Yeah. And I, I'm fully blaming, I'm fully going full conspiracy theory on this. I, I appreciate that. I, I wish I could go with you on that, but I remember specifically pressing the wrong button on my computer screen, so I, I can't place the blame. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so the whole premise of Bills and Beers, right, we do the Jenny Cremail, and so you have to talk about something that may be an opportunity area, and similar to how Coach McDermott believes, right, there's always areas of opportunity. Every game's a learning experience. You build on it. You take it back, you improve upon it for the next game. So my perspective, which Lars thought was complete blasphemy, was the defense, and specifically I narrowed in on my Jenny Cremel with our defense and our inability to cover anywhere between 5 yards and 12 yards beyond the line of scrimmage over the middle because we continuously get torched by teams, on slant routes, whatever, whatever, anything kind of over the middle. It just seems like this area that we can't occupy and we cannot win the battle there. And previously, Paul, similar to what you said, it was good enough to beat the Raiders, but it may not be good enough in the future to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. So it's an area of opportunity. Again, I wanted to focus on it. Lars thought I was completely wrong called me out, said I was talking tongue, and did not appreciate anybody else's perspective because his belief is the defense is fine as long as we score more points than our opponent. Hmm. So, so, well, look, I don't disagree with you. I think that there is an issue. We call that the Frank on the podcast, yes, understand. Right, I am the, right. <laughs> um, 
it's funny because I fully agree with Lars in that I kind of don't care, but I, I will admit that it's not bullshit. Like, they do have a problem with that. And I think after years, especially the last couple of years of watching them smother teams, we're used to that. But I just am sort of ready to embrace the idea of let's outrun everybody instead of trying to slow them down. And and so, you know, not to not to take a a, a weak way out, but I kind of can understand everybody's opinion here. Like, I, yeah, that's a weak way out. I mean, the yeah, it's totally get sicky. Yeah, never mind. No, you're wrong. And, uh... yes, you just go back to them. <laughs> um, but no, I, but I think the, we'll find. Go ahead. Sorry. The the question is also is like we need to outrun opponents rather than slow them down. That was perfect, right? Because yeah. the only way for us to put points on the board is to get our offense onto the field. Yes. And if we are allowing another team a ten minute drive with multiple third downs where they're converting. That's time that our offense isn't on the field and they aren't scoring. So there is this counterpoint where defense does need to get off the field so we can put the offense back on the field so that they can score. Yep. We all watched Super Bowl 25. I was thinking about that game yesterday when the the Raiders had a long drive, ended up in a touchdown pretty much at the end of the half, and the Bills had one kneel down. Then the Raiders get the ball to start the second half, and I thought this is exactly like Super Bowl 25. And the offense is not going to be able to get back on the field, and thankfully, uh, they were dealing with the 2020 Las Vegas Raiders, and not the 1990 New York Giants. Yeah, featuring Bill Belichick at defensive coach. Yeah. Um, did you have a Labatt Blue for us as well? I did, and I have uh, I have been all in on Josh Allen like since the beginning. So my Labatt Blue went to Josh Allen, and I think the the most compelling stat that I was able to find is through, so for 2018, right, Allen had completed 169 passes. Is that right? 169? That sounds right. In 2020, he's at 105 through four games. So improving. It's it's not even improvement. I I think the sky is the limit, and I, I'm all in on Allen. And, and the people that like don't think that we have a franchise quarterback, well, they don't they don't know what they're talking about. Open your eyes, watch the games. He is here. He is the future. Where I'm I'm all in. So Josh Allen, Labatt Blue, player of the game. I'll choose him every single day for the rest of this year. This is uh, good. If I need this to because I am also all in on Josh Allen, and I did not tell the guys until after the game yesterday that I had bought a Josh Allen jersey. Uh, as the history of this podcast has shown, I am an incredible fucking jinx when I buy somebody's jersey. And so I, it was only because we were out um, socially distant at a store that had a Josh Allen jersey of all places here in Virginia that I'm like, I think I should buy that. I think that's a sign. And so I bought it, and I just was like, I'm not going to say anything until after the game. And I didn't. And he won, and he, they won, and he looked good. I got a little nervous when he maybe broke his left shoulder, <laughs> but I don't think. But he came back and threw some dimes, and um, I am in. I, I am all in on Allen too. I think uh, for me, I am ready to say he's the best quarterback since Jim Kelly um, on the team. And I understand that we're not measuring ourselves against past Bills quarterbacks, but measuring him against the league. But through four weeks. Um, he's an MVP candidate, and that doesn't mean he'll win the MVP, but it means that after four weeks, when you talk about the MVP, if you want to do that, you have to get Josh Allen in there, if not first, then second, maybe behind somebody like Russell Wilson. I think uh, I'd like to turn it over quickly to, to to Paul and Scott, and feel free to react to Cassie's position on the defense, which I think 
Paul would certainly have some common cause with her there. Um, or her position on, on Josh Allen, or our, excuse me, our position on Josh Allen, because I'm, I'm not shying away from it. I'm, I'm ready to sign this kid uh, for a while. Um, we'll start with Scott, and then we'll, we'll, we'll kick over to Paul, and then we'll get to three stars. Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Am I like totally like a hundred percent sold on Josh Allen? I mean, I, I think I'm most of the way there. I will say, um, I mean, it, it's kind of like, it's, let me put it to you this way, Scott. A, no, no, hold on. Let yeah. me put it to you this way, Scott. Right. You're at the car lot. You got uh-huh. your old car. Okay. And you got the nice mm-hmm. car. You've test driven it. You kind of like the price. You could go to a couple other dealerships just to see it, and maybe you'd save a little bit money, or are you going to buy this car now? So that's what I want to know. Are you buying the Josh Allen car today? <laughs> what am I... Are you, are you what kicking are the options are to Josh Allen, this Josh Allen Allen right now? Get on the public bus and find yourself another car. <laughs> you are not getting a ride back with Frank. That's Exactly. Right. Your option um, is to walk home. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, in that kind of case, yeah, that's – I mean, that, no, that's the thing is, like, we get the other 12 games of this season, and that's kind of the thing, and and, and that's what I'm looking forward to and, and making sure. I think the only note of caution I have is that we might have a really, really excellent play caller in Brian Dayball who's able to do good things with quarterbacks and put them into good positions. Now, obviously, yes, Allen is a guy who's – executing the, the the play call successfully i think i'd be interested to see what it is um that alan can do when dayball gets another job in the offseason because i'm pretty sure that's coming um yep. i was going to mention that you're 100 right that's 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 like if that's the only remaining critique of your quarterback then you really you're you're pro- at that point you really can't um, you have to kind of take that risk. Like I that's think, a risk I, with any quarterback on some level. Like okay, who, whatever. If if any quarterback comes in and is good, their offensive coordinator is going to get some of the credit and then eventually move on. And then either that quarterback stays good or they they kind of come back down to earth. But really, you're always going to have that kind of debate a, a little bit. And I feel like you you can't um, you can't you can't take a chance that oh it's just day ball. So I, I'm I'm. I guess yes. I'll I'll buy the car. Yeah, uh, you know. You, now, can you never? Do you need you a warranty? Because really, I have a seven-year yes. warranty. I'd like to sell you too. I, I mean, that's the thing. Like, even when I—that's the thing. And I am also the kind of guy who, even after I buy a car, I'll be like, for another week or two, I'll be like, I don't know. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> that like, is you. I'm not like excited you. about it anymore. So, it's but that's why you're of, here. That's yeah, why. That's yes, why so. you're here. Thanks. To be that guy, that. Paul. Appreciate give us some thoughts, and then. Um, then we'll, uh, you know what? Then we're going to give Cassie one more turn because then she's going to have to go pretty soon. And then we'll, um, uh, and then we'll do three stars. Right. Although, if you want, this is a potential scheduling switch up. We could always, after three stars, bump up uh, the Stain Bills headlines if Cassie Ooh. wants to do a little participation that would be uh, fun. in that segment. You know. Yeah. So, do you want to play this Stain Bills headlines with us, Cassie, really quickly after three stars? I would love to. I love listening. It's such a great segment. I maybe get 20% right, and that would be me being generous. So I'd love to participate, but I will not promise uh, any brilliance from me. We we need no brilliance. Look, if we I've been waiting for brilliance from these guys for years. Right, we've gone 244 episodes. Why start now? Okay, give us your thoughts, Paul and Cassie, and then uh, let's do three stars. 
Yep, I'll be quick on the uh, the game. Defense, I think Cassie hit the nail on the head. I've used the term gesickied for how often they get beat over the middle in those, you know, 5, 12 yards and beyond, those 12-yard beyond patterns that Fitz tore them up with, with Gesicki specifically, but we've seen it week to week. They did a good job on Higby in the first half against the Rams, then that fell apart. I will say Waller didn't burn them as badly as I thought, but he still had a couple big catches in key situations in that exact same area. So definitely a concern and also even more of a concern because Sean McDermott five minutes ago announced Matt Milano is week to week. So you can forget him for the Chiefs game uh, more than likely, I would think, at this point. Offensively, yeah, I've I've bought the Josh Allen vehicle and I just use it. We've gotten hyped about quarterbacks falsely before. I cannot think of a single one of these quarterbacks we've gotten hyped for falsely who has put together a four-game stretch, not just to start a season, but at any stretch uh, that we've seen Josh Allen do. And as Scott noted, his the, the mistakes he's made with getting you know sacked in situations where he shouldn't, those are not a few and far between mistakes. And to watch just the development he has taken from year one to year two and now year two to year three, I don't think this is just... Uh, a good stretch or uh, he's about to be exposed. I think this is the real deal. I'm so proud of both of you for getting on the train with us because that's a that's about it. Cassie, that's about as good as you're going to get from these two. <laughs> Their excitement will build. Yes. Just watch. I saw an interesting stat, and then if you have any final thoughts, Cassie, let us know. But somebody it was on the radio this morning. Uh, the other two, the, the 2008 star, Trent Edwards, had 11 touchdowns in all of 2008. And Josh Allen has 12 touchdowns in four games. So I'm prepared to say it's a slightly different 4-0 start. Um, if you have any final thoughts, let us know, and then we'll get to three stars in this day in Bill's headlines. No, I, I, I just want to say I appreciate you guys for allowing me to come on the pod. And uh, Well, you know what? Let's, if, do, let's do this now. Is, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Give us a plug for Bill's. Take a minute here. To, you're very welcome. We're very welcome to have you. But why don't you take a minute to plug Bill's and Beers right now um, and, and let, let our fans know a little bit about your show um, and then, and then we'll do three stars once you've done that. Yes. So I would say if you're looking for another great Buffalo bills podcast, check out bills and beers. We are the longest ongoing podcast. Uh, We originated in Chicago. However, uh, given life, everyone's kind of spread across the U S so you get different viewpoints of Buffalo bills fans from Texas, Milwaukee, Pennsylvania. Uh, so we bring that to you every week. Uh, it's a good group of people. We don't always get along. And I will say, if you're looking for a PG-rated podcast, ours would not be the one to tune into. <sighs> there may be some ex- uh, expletives and some F-bombs and some curse words that are dropped. But we bring it to you real, and I don't think you'd expect anything else from really passionate Bills fans. You guys are, and I just wanted to say the thing I really like about your show is it's not our show, which is nice, because it you guys for so long recorded at the bar directly after the game, and and that is just like a different emotional state than the next day or the day after. And so I never felt like, oh, like these guys are competition in that way. It's like, no, this is like a great visceral you know, not 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 just visceral. Certainly, like smart and informed and thoughtful. But like, you're getting this awesome emotion that by the time we record on Tuesday, we've like we've processed some of that. We've like had the injury report. We're kind of thinking about next week, and it's good. I feel like your show and our show 
end up as really good compliments to each other. And so I would encourage Bills fans that are listening to this show to give Bills and Beers a try. Um, Bills and Beers on Twitter. You can literally just search Bills and Beers. Um, as Lars has pointed out, it's much easier to find than our podcast, which has just suffered from full brand. You know, for a trademark lawyer, I fucked up the branding like you wouldn't believe. Um, but we are now. And so uh, thank you, Cassie, for uh, letting fans know and for, for giving us a couple minutes here. Let's do three stars because I want to leave time to try and get through um, this day in Bill's headlines before before Cassie has to go and 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 you know to the real world so scott uh skaters out well we'll, yeah we'll uh yeah we'll we'll go through these quick um we'll do an honorable mention for stefan Diggs, six catches 115 yards um also just like just how many times would that have been a star how many times would have that been a star in the last 15 years anyway go ahead sorry yeah i mean how many guys have we had catch you have 115 yards catching like it's just not (laughs) Not in the thing. Um, yeah, no, I mean, he and, and like, and like, just like beating people up, like not like literally on the field, but more metaphorically just owning it and just, you know, going over top of guys, juking guys, getting open, catching the ball when it's thrown to him, which, again, has been an issue on the team in previous years. Nice. Um, it's been nice to see, like, what a number one wide receiver, like, looks like. And we got a little taste of that with John Brown last year. But I feel like he just didn't have, like, the dominant switch where, like, on the 49-yard the pass, like, he just goes up and rips that out of the guy's uh, hands who had better position on him, arguably, and just completely, uh, you know, it's just not not used to seeing that kind of thing. That was nice. such a fun pass. Mm-hmm. That was, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, John Brown also had, I mean, all the wide receivers had nice games. Gabe Davis, everybody did. Like, it's, it's hard to, to single them out. Um, I kind of also want to give an honorable mention to all of our, like, Fan favorites on the Raiders, Zay Jones, thirty-two <laughs> yards. Um, Alec Ingold, as a former Wisconsin fullback, deep in oh. deep in the, my love of my heart, um, with one carry for negative one yards. Um, Nathan Peterman, who did not injure any members of his team, while through no interception, so a you know an above <laughs> average Nathan yeah, Peterman game. Exactly, off to a good start for him. Um, yeah. But then I will move on to third stars. I will give to uh, Derek Carr, 32 of 44, 311 yards, two touchdowns. I thought about giving it to to Waller as well, the tight end, but they both, um, I think Carr had a little bit better game. I think you put a little more of his, like he, when he screwed up, it was arguably a result of his line and not being able to get him enough time, whereas, you know, Waller was the one who didn't cover up on the fumble, so that puts him, you know, down into kind of the borderline honorable mention category. Uh, Carr, obviously, um, kind of like what Josh Allen would look like, I'd imagine, if he didn't have as much support in terms of weapons. Like, mm-hmm. doing all he can, putting a lot of yards up, you know, still moving the team, but not as successful in, in, in cashing in and getting the points on the board on some level um, and, and not having the line to help protect him with so much of the offense running through him. And a good job by the Bills defense, which we didn't talk about, and shutting down Jacobs, which was really concerning to me coming into this game. Um, moving on to the second star, this is a, a three-way second star for defensive uh, playmakers, which we have not had a lot of on the Bills so far this year. Um, so they will all split the second star. Um, that goes to Josh Norman, who uh, in his first uh, game played with the Buffalo Bills had four tackles, uh, a tackle for loss, and obviously the huge forced fumble and fumble recovery um, that was critical in kind of stopping one of the Raiders' drives in the second half. Um, followed closely by Quinton Jefferson, who has not 
been kind of on fire to a certain extent thus far in his Bills career, but uh, did get the sack and the forced fumble and the fumble recovery. That snuffed out another uh, Raiders drive. And then Ed Oliver, obviously, playing like a first-round pick um, for the first time in a little while this season um, mm-hmm. with three tackles, the big uh, two tackles for loss, including the big one that that um, was one that <clears throat> Josh Allen wasn't able to, to cash in on, but not, not, a, not to make a huge deal out of it. Like, he put up 30 points. Um, but the the uh, but the nice play by Ed Oliver to storm into the backfield, um, get Jacobs down, um, and that, that gets him uh, to split that second star with his uh, other playmaking buddies. And then first star, uh, I, I don't think I've given first star to anyone for four weeks in a row. I'm going to go ahead and say that's probably going to be a record. So Josh yeah. Allen, 24-34, mm-hmm. 288 yards, two touchdowns. Obviously had the, the touchdown on the ground as well. Um, I mean, I think the, the last thing I'll say about him is is functionally he is he is becoming, I want to say, like, I want to use the D word. I'm going to use dominant. Like, kind of like if you looked at this game, like, there was no one who had more control over the outcome of this game than him, and there was never really a doubt in my head that he was going to be able to, to, to score points and get the Bills ahead other than the brief minute when it looked like he maybe broke his shoulder. So just kind of a note to him that, like, in addition to not taking dumb sacks because they lose yards and not taking dumb sacks because they lose scoring positions, but also if you're not really prepared for the sacks when they come and you're not, like, kind of ready to go, then you can get injured more likely. And mm. given that pretty much 80% of the team's offense runs through you at this point, Josh Allen, kind of going to have to start thinking with that, get that kind of, uh, not to put too fine a point on it, but that Tom Brady, you know, I am more important than all of you kind of mode where I need to not be, uh, I need, you, you know, I need to not be injured. Otherwise, heavy, none of this works. Heavy lies the crown, my friend. Like, he has responsibilities okay. now. You know? He does. It is, he, is, he, is, he is that guy right now. So that is your three stars. Well, thank you so much for three stars. And um, it's great because you wanted to use the D word. And if he keeps this up, we're going to have to talk about whether he qualifies for the E word. Effect, no, he's already effective. I was thinking elite. Um, but, ah. okay, yes, uh, we'll have to have that conversation. Okay, so this day in Bill's headlines uh, – Featuring uh, special guest guesser Cassie Hutton, you should just shout out answers. If you don't know the answer, it's okay. If you want to make up a fake answer like we used to, that's a totally cool answer too. Um, but Paul, of course, presenting the the single down, hands best, fully approved, uh, wheel and deal and best segment in all of Bill's podcasting. Uh, what do you have for us this week? All right. Well, it is October 5th, my calendar tells me. So we'll be doing headlines from October 5th, uh, mm. which, yeah, that can, makes sense. Logic. Hey, Paul, can I – I will say this is my wedding anniversary, so I feel like this oh. is apropos to – Are wow. you kidding me? To a are not ru- celebration. Are we, congratulations. Are we ruining plans for you at this point, or oh, – God, no. Seven <laughs> years. I, our new laundry, our new washer and dryer delivered today, so we're oh, feeling yeah. good. Yeah, this is, is when this is when marriage gets good because all the expectations are gone and it's just like, would you like to get a washer? Yes, I would. Awesome, happy. This is great. <laughs> Nothing sexier than new appliances. I've always said so. That's a perfect way to celebrate an anniversary. All right. Um, the only change from the norm I'll use is 
when you shout out your answer rather than uh, immediately confirming or more usually rejecting your ridiculous answer, I'll let everyone shout at least once uh, so that way, uh, you know, everyone gets to, gets their voice heard. So we're going to go all the way back to 2019. Uh, that would be Cassie's sixth anniversary for those of you uh, playing <laughs> along at home. Bill's well blank keeps opening eyes with attention-grabbing plays. Mm. Here's his quote. I think now that I've been able to make a play or two, I feel pretty comfortable with where I'm at, Blank said. The timing between me and Josh, we've gotten on the same page. Me and Matt, even, at the end of last game, we were able to connect a few times. I just run every route as if the ball's coming to me. When it does, I try to make the best opportunity and get as many yards as I can. Hmm. I want to say John Brown. I'll say, I'll say, I'll just say Cole Beasley. Mm. Dawson Knox. Cassie Hutton, you win the first round. Yes. On the board. Dawson Knox. uh, Already have answered more questions correctly than Frank and Scott have. I want her, I want her off the pod. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for coming. You have to go now. (laughs) It's fine. That's awesome. Okay, here we go. I'm gonna get. We're gonna get it. We're all gonna. We're all gonna get here. Here we go. This is gonna get embarrassing when she starts torching us. <laughs> she just stopped doing it. All right. 2018. Bill's rookie safety blank ready if called upon for a larger role. Uh, says Sean McDermott. He's a hard worker. He's been that way since he walked in the door. The challenge sometimes when you get a guy from a smaller school is you open up his vision, life in the NFL, the process, and the habits that go along with it. Okay, I think this is Saran Neal, because I don't think he's... Yes. A, I think he's not a safety anymore. Uh, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a good answer. Uh, I like that answer. I'll, I'll, I'll pretend I knew that answer and say Saran Neal as well. Okay. You, you are all three correct. It is yes. Saran Neal, and Frank, is, Frank gets a bonus point for noting that he is now officially a cornerback on the roster. Um, all right, good. 2017... With first career start looming, Bill's rookie blank leaning on his veteran teammates. He's a quiet guy, very humble, low-key, veteran linebacker Lorenzo Alexander said. That's just who he is. I think the more he's been around this team, especially on the football field, the more reps he's gotten, the more times we've been able to have conversations about playing the game, he's gotten more comfortable. What year was that? 2017, Bill's Mm. rookie Okay, so it's somebody who didn't take the field immediately, right? Because it's October 5th, so it's not like Trey White. Right. Maybe Matt Milano. Matt Milano. He might have been 18, but I don't know. Uh, um, Yeah, I'll go with Matt Milano, sure. Yeah, I'm I'm drawing a blank on that one. Okay, yeah. The correct answer is Matt Milano. Oh, good job. Right, well, Scott gets that one. Nicely done. All right. 2016. Uh, this is a weird headline because well, sometimes they are. Mm-hmm. Blank tells USA Today he never went to rehab, instead got treatment for ADHD. Obviously, uh, this is Amy Winehouse. <laughs> yes, because she never went to rehab. No, no, no. no, no. no. Oh, 18-year-old jokes are awesome. All right. Blank met with an expert in ADHD, Dr. Ned Hollowed, and hired a life coach, Jen Zobel-Bieber. 
In addition he reportedly spoke with Hall of Fame defensive end Bruce Smith. The former Bill star has become a mentor to blank. Okay. Hmm. Well, I, I had an answer, but now I'm changing it. It would be Shaq Lawson. That's a good answer. I like that one. Okay. That, the timing's right. The position's right. Uh, I was going to say, I, I don't know. I want to, I'm thinking, like, who would have been the veteran? Because, like, yeah, it would have been that, that line, but I feel like it needs to be a veteran on the other side of the line because I don't remember Shaq going to rehab, but I can't think of about, who else it would be. How about Jerry Hughes? Is that a weird answer? I'm going to maybe say Jerry. I feel like I would know that about Jerry Hughes, but, like, he also is the yeah. guy who maybe could have spoke to Bruce Smith. And, and he would have been on the team then as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I'm going to say uh, Willie Nelson. Uh, yeah. Good, my good, favorite good singer. He, he could use some time in rehab, possibly, at least according to the IRS, uh, as far as tax payment rehabilitation. Hmm. Uh, the correct answer, this was the stumper, Marcel Darius. Marcel Darius. The, I thought, yeah, I was, I was like, but he's like, why would he have Bruce Smith as like a defensive end? I thought it was like somebody's in. I should have just been more broad in my... Yeah, if we had just thought about people who were a little crazy on the line, like that might have yeah. that might have come up. Yeah, uh, okay. Anthony Hargrove was way gone by then. So <laughs> yeah, <nice>. he was. <laughs> yeah, I I'll always remember him for getting arrested in a Rochester nightclub. So that was yeah. <laughs> he had oh, some good old Anthony. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, was, he went to the Saints then and won a Super Bowl with them shortly after I, he left the Bills. Yeah, he did. Okay. What's, uh, all what's right. The next? All right, 2013, uh, two significant events on this day. One, uh, Cassie gets married. The other significant Mm -hmm. event, the Bills' Jim Leonard is fined $15,750 for a hit on blank. Now, note to the, I have given the Bills player in this, so you're thinking about the opponent. Bills safety Jim Leonard was fined for unnecessary roughness for a sideline tackle on Ravens wide receiver blank, according to an NFL spokesman. Blank sustained a concussion on a big hit from the former Ravens safety and catching a 23-yard pass in the fourth quarter of the loss. I think there are only two possible answers here, given how Paul does these. And I will take, um, I will take Lee Evans as my answer. And I think there's one other answer, given how he writes these. But I don't know. Yeah, so the other one would be Anquan Bolden, probably. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like he, it would actually be a Bill, but who was playing for the Ravens at the time. Yeah, but I think I this think, is a Lee Evans situation. I think he might be right because I feel like I remember this play, and honestly, I'm not sure that Jim Leonard could hurt Anquan Bolden. Like I, I have obviously like I have a Jim <laughs> Leonard Wisconsin jersey up in my room, but like he was like five ten, 190 pounds, soaking wet, and Anquan Bolden was like a grown man. Lee Evans was at least in the ballpark uh, physicality-wise, so it's probably Lee. Although, yeah, that was... I... Go ahead. No, I was going to say the only other bill connected to the Ravens, I was like, Ed Reed, but that would not make sense. So, <laughs> Right, because that means Leonard would have gone on the sideline and just hit him for no just reason. <laughs> they would have been on like, the same field. <laughs> you it would have been a heady play from Jim Leonard because Ed Reed was a killer. Like, right, that's not going to be more than a $15,750 sure, fine. That's going to be at least 16000 You did say sideline tackle, which confused me for a second. <laughs> yeah, okay. What? So is this, is, was this Wisconsin on Wisconsin violence, Paul? It was, it was not. I will give one quick hint for all of you. This is a Ravens wide receiver who went on to play for the Bills in 2014. And then in 2017, 
and then he was caught, and then again in 2018. What? Now I'm on drugs. In fact, what? I mentioned oh. this when I did uh, when I did uh, the Stain Bills headlines on Bills and Beers a couple of years back, and I and Lars realized the Bills originally signed him in 2014. Lars just lost his shit that this was the type of player the Bills kept recycling over and over. Oh my God. He's this most is- known, I think, for a catch in the snow game against the Colts. I don't know. I think you better just give it to us here. All right. The answer is Deontay Thompson. Deontay, Deontay Thompson. Wow. I don't know if I forgot he was a Raven or forgot Star he was a crossed. Star-crossed Deontay Thompson. Wow. Yep. All right. This is Scott's favorite random lineman time, 2012. Blank ready to fill in for Urbic. He says, I started as many games as Craig, so I don't view myself as a backup. Unfortunately, that's the spot I'm in, Blank said Thursday. Going into this game starting, I feel comfortable with all the other guys. I will give some quick hints here. He was a 2008 round three pick out of Northern Iowa by Washington. Played with them for, uh, for them through 2009. Released in final cuts in 2010. Bounced to the Jets in September. Then the Bills in October. And he was with the Bills through 2012 before finishing his career in two seasons with the Chargers. Had 27 games in two and a half years with the Bills. And he actually started 26 games in two years with the Chargers. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to trying to think. His first yeah. name is reminiscent of probably an '80s movie villain, just a generic '80s movie villain, not one I'm thinking of specifically. Or a, re, or a guy who wears J. Crew all the time. Those Biff? Are the two. Is it a Biff? Not a Biff. No. What about Brad? Not a Brad. <laughs> but that's, that's Brad, excellent '80s villain. I had I had Brad Butler in my head, but I think he was more of a tackle. <laughs> I'm not sure if he was. Yeah. He might have been earlier. Do you uh, have anything, Cassie? Anything? I, I mean, those were those were rough years. I'm I'm blanking on <laughs> years I like to forget. That was more bill. That was more beers than bills and beers. It was just more of the beers then. So the correct answer on this one is the wonderful Chad Reinhardt. Chad Reinhardt. Chad. Chad. Yeah. Chad uh, Reinhardt. Of course. All right, a few to go. 2011, Music Man Blank, Surging with Bills. says, Blank is so passionate about music and the arts that he is relaunching his foundation, Pick Your Passion Foundation for the Arts, for which he cut a song that will be available, available on iTunes later this month. It is a great release to be able to sit down and play, he said. It is really a great stress reliever. This was a 2003 round to pick out of Penn State by the Falcons, but he spent most of his career with Buffalo, playing six seasons from 2007 to 2012 and making 27 starts and scoring just a, a fair number of defensive TDs, including uh, multiple pick sixes. Hmm. I am 100% going to buy whatever song this is once we find out who this is. I am loading iTunes now, just in case. Um... Was it a safety, Paul? It was, I feel this is going to give it away, but it's one of those safety linebacker hybrid guys. Can I just throw in a name of a Bills player that I like that played those positions? Do sure. it. Ashton Yabuti. Oh, Ashton Yabuti. I think that would have been a good guess, except he was an answer last week, and I don't think oh. he was going to double down on Ashton Yabuti, so... And if you haven't caught on, Cassie, you can just yell out whatever the fuck you like. We have 
No rules. In fact, we're not going to have this pod doubling down on Ashton Yabuti. I think so. Um, <laughs> either that in or Tom, Tom Brady's, Brady's box. box. Yeah, one yeah, of the in two. In Tom Brady's box. In, yeah, uh. that's just <laughs> in a, a title. Well, you um, guys are stalling. I'll give one more hint because uh, yeah. I love this fact. You participated in the ABC Monday Night Football's musical competition titled Monday Night at the Mic in 2003, paired with one of my favorites, Grammy Award winning artist Michelle Branch. Mm. Uh, wow. They lost Doug Flutie and Bare Naked Ladies in the finals. Anyway, um, I will go with uh, I'll go with Megan the Stallion because she is on the front page of iTunes today. I think she was more of a defensive end, but you know. Yeah. yeah. Well. All right. I think I think we're going to stall out the correct yeah. answer. Yeah. Brian Scott. Brian, Brian Scott, Scott recorded a song. Yeah. I'm looking oh, him up now. Me. You're right. That is so the album. Oh, Lord, dedicated, biggest part of me, you and I, traveling coasts. Oh, he's got, like, like two albums on here. Good for him. He I also has two first names. Two first yes. names. Oh, yeah. I feel bad a, for him. That would have been deal. a good tip. All right. I would, I would play some. Let me see if I can. I, you probably won't be able to hear it if I play it. But, okay. Can anybody hear this? Or we could get Cassie to her meeting and fill his oh, this Christ. day yeah, of I'm history. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll rush through these last, last ones. Okay. 2008, ex-Sacred Heart University linebacker Blank living the dream. What he may lack in physical stature, Blank more than compensates for with his all-out mentality and intelligence during training camp. He has good skills, good instincts, good judgment, Bobby April said. We feel good about him. This is a local boy born in Orchard Park, New York. He signed with the Bills as an undrafted free agent in 2007 out of the aforementioned Sacred Heart. Uh, he currently owns a full-service vending operation called Buffalo Strive Vending in Western New York that have improvised and adapted their operations during the COVID-19 pandemic to enable direct-to-consumer service, as profiled in the June Vending Market Watch magazine. None of that will help you. Uh, I think... Go ahead. You didn't remember say... Mark played special teams for the Bills for three years, or you're not. I was going to say, you either know it's John Corto or you don't. Oh, God. I'm going to just wow. say Frank nails this without him wow. giving it a guess because well who else? There, there's no, you just either knew it or you don't. And it's like he's entirely unmemorable unless it, that fact got stuck in your head. All okay, right. I'm, I'm going to pause here and we're going to do the last couple without Cassie. And I, and I only because I don't want her to get fired. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Sorry that we kind of ran long here. But as you can see, that's kind of what we do. It, it was great. The greatest hour of my Monday. So I, I appreciate it. Right. Awesome. Let's hope your well, husband tops that later because, you know, it is your anniversary. There's a bar to meet you. Come on. I didn't mean that in a weird way. There, there's only a weird way to take that. I apologize. I, and I hope we haven't ruined your time well, here, I've, I've screwed this uh, Happy anniversary. That's a, that's a straight up bills and beers comment. So I, you made me feel right at home. Thank well, you. Well, I was going to say, I'm glad we could make you feel comfortable then. Very good. Okay. I'll send the apology note in the mail. Very good. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us. And we'll, don't be a stranger. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. All thanks, right. guys. Go Bills. Right. Oh, go Bills. Go Bills. All right. Bye. All right. How many do we have left here, Polly? We got two. And then I we're can't on believe to... you just did that. We finally get a guest after 10,000 years on this podcast. And you just give her the old, it... I hope your husband does you. I, yeah, but I didn't even mean it like that. I was just saying, you know, enjoy your anniversary celebration is what, and that's actually how I should have phrased that, right? Oh, well. So it's nice to think of that now, but alas. Alas. Okay. It was great to have our one guest ever. All right. All right. Well, two, two to go. First and last. Yeah. First and last. 2003, 
Speedy blank may contribute to Bill's offense. Gonzalez. Speedy Gonzalez, yes. I'm going to take it day by day, game by game, and week by week, said blank. Wherever Coach Williams and his staff feel the need to put me, offense, defense, or special teams, I'm willing to do it. Uh, this was the Bills' primary kickoff and punt returner that season. Played only one season with the team before spending two years in Washington. Uh, he did, in fact, run an end around for 17 yards a few weeks later, but that was it for his non-special teams work with the Bills, and he only had two short runs with Washington a couple years later. Um, he was undrafted out of West Virginia in 2003. I don't think any of this will help, but what will help is if I say he shares a name with a much more famous wide receiver whose name was linked to the Bills not all that long ago. Josh Reed? No, he was out of LSU. Yeah, he was, yeah. Um, Um, uh, Jeffrey Lofton? Steve, maybe Johnson, right? Like Stevie Johnson, Calvin Benjamin. You're thinking well with common names. It's this is at least the last name you would be like. It's you know Ashton Yabuti. Well, it's maybe it's a Williams. (laughs) Did we have a good Williams or a? uh, I can't. Yeah, this is escaping me. I don't know what I was doing when I was playing Madden in 2003. Did I just like fair catch all the punts because I didn't want to deal with the trying? No, I probably wouldn't have. I don't know. That is weird. No, Why you'd have wanted I? to, like, unlock a trophy in 2003 for, like, return yeah. punt for 50 yards or something. Yeah, exactly, and then use my points to buy Baden cards yeah. in that game, which would give me more powers and skills and such. Yes. Um, I'm going to say um, uh, G. Gordon Liddy. Mm. Uh, I'm going to yeah. say recently fired Bill O'Brien, for head coach of the Texans, which apparently happened in the last six minutes. Yeah, must have. I have my tweet deck open, and I didn't even see that yet. Uh, that's happened too late. The correct answer on this, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown. Uh, I do not remember a man by that name on the Bills. Yeah, he was, he was a one, one-year wonder, and he wasn't that wonderful. All right, last one, guys. The classic, 25 years ago today, 1995. <laughs> Bennett shifting inside to plug Blank's spot. The Buffalo Bills are expected to move outside linebacker Cornelius Bennett inside to replace Blank, who suffered a season-ending knee injury in Monday night's game against the Cleveland Browns. Bennett, who plays middle linebacker in Buffalo's dime defense and spent several games there three years ago, practiced in blank spot Wednesdays. The Bills prepare for Sunday's game against the Jets. Shane Conlon. Daryl Talley. (laughs) It was funny. This article, I'll, I'll give some hints that will help rule people out. Sam Rogers will probably start in Bennett's place a week outside linebacker and could be spelled by David White. Phillips also said another consideration, Wade Phillips also said another consideration is the risk of weakening the other spot by having Monty Brown replace blank. Uh, for wrestling fans, Monty Brown, of course, is known as the alpha male Monty Brown and, ref- and wrestled in what was then known as TNA, now Impact Wrestling, for several years. Um, and they said rather than continue to have him to alternate with starter, Marlo Perry. So just name any linebacker who's not these guys from 1995. And you're probably set. Uh, he played seven seasons with the Bills from 91 to 97. He played three with Arizona following that. He was a 1991 round nine pick when that existed out of Arizona. He played in 67 games with the Bills. He had 42 starts. And he did start in Super Bowl 28 in the 30 to 13 loss to the Cowboys. Man, I am... I'm flat here. I've named the two other linebackers I know. Think of uh, uh, think of an angry bovine. What you might determine a specific type of angry bovine. 
So I'm Sam Cowell. Oh man, how many bovine related linebackers have the Bills had? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say Coward was because Coward was gonna be guess one Coward. of them. Coward is later though. He's not. Yeah. Uh, I, I got. Uh, is it a Bullock? Let's see, Bullock, Angry, Mad Bull, Mad Cow. It is a Bullock of. It is a. It is is in fact something that is known as a Bullock in Australia and India. Oh my God! All right, I Come don't. On. Stop. This is just painful. Please. <laughs> just put us out of our misery. Misery. Eat your elbow. It is, it's the 18th mineral of the... Ch- of the it is, it is the man referred to as the Mad Ox. Mark Maddox. I lost you. Wait, I can't hear you. What the hell happened? Oh, oh no. I can... Okay, I can hear you really well for a second there, Frank. That was creepy. Yeah. It's like you were whispering in my ear. It was really weird. First... Now I'm not sure I can hear Frank. Yep. Oh, Frank uh, says talk. I can't hear anything. Yeah. All right. Well, should well, uh, that would just say Bill's headlines no, for I guess not. Uh, October 5th. And uh, I feel like there was a Saturday Night Live sketch with, um, I believe it was Will Ferrell, and it might have been, I don't think it was Rachel Dratch, but around that era where the teleprompter goes out and they have to improvise, and they end up, like, murdering <laughs> right. another man. And they, they, well, yeah, they end up, it descends into chaos, and then they come back from break, and they've got somebody's head on a spin. Testing. Yeah, yeah there he is. I hear you. I will, uh... uh... Frank, we can hear you if you can't hear you. If I, yeah, sorry, I just realized that I'm saying testing, and you guys can't hear me. But you guys, please go to the next topic as I figure out what the hell's happening. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Okay, I'm uh, back. I got it. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Well, don't tell me the answer because it cut off just as you gave me the answer, and I want to never know the answer to that question. Okay. Um, look, there. Allen hurt his shoulder. Uh, Levi Wallace is out with an ankle. Cole Beasley came back with his foot. Brian Winters screwed up his knee. Matt Milano had a pec strain. He's week to week. We know that one. Um, we and and so that's the injury report. Not nearly as bad as the injury report for the Titans uh, because they have like 18 people with COVID. No new positives today. Obviously, they need two clean days in a row to um, go back to their facility and practice. Uh, and if they don't get another one tomorrow, like that really does put the Bills game, Titans game in jeopardy. And if not that game, then it definitely puts the um, Bills Chiefs game to get pushed back in jeopardy. Um, so at this point, I open the floor. Um, what we should do is just talk about the Titans game, and if you think they can beat the Titans in whatever capacity that they're going to play the Titans. Uh, also, you can comment on whether you think they're going to play the Titans or not. Um, and then we'll finish with talking about the, the other three games in, in the ne- upcoming quartet. But I think let's just get all the Titans stuff out of the way since I'm not even sure they're going to play. Yeah, I'll go, uh, uh, yeah. go ahead, Scott. Paul, okay. I'll, I'll go. This is Scott, a- go. Yeah, thank you. Podcast is rapidly running off the rails. Yeah, um, totally. Cassie I mean, leaves and it goes to hell. Yeah, uh, I think, I think the Bills would have a good chance against the Titans. I mean, I, 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 I mean, we beat them last year in in Tennessee. Um, obviously, it's a different team with Tannehill technically, but he's also still Ryan Tannehill. So I'm not like terrified of him, even if he was playing better at the end of last season. Um, their defense was fine last year but certainly not uh, unbeatable and obviously the bills offense has gotten way better 
Um, obviously, our run defense is a little more in doubt. Um, that would obviously be subject to, to Derrick Henry being good. So, uh, so that, that, that could be problematic there. But at the same time, um, yeah, I, I honestly don't have any idea if they're going to they're gonna play. Um, I think there's a good chance that um, this game gets replayed later in the season because it's just that bad. I don't think the NFL – the NFL is ultimately like a, uh, a business that is only has 30 – it has 32 bosses – and on some level, only 32 clients. Like, they right. are the only ones who really care about what, what the, what's happening in the sport, and they want to maximize all of their revenue, and they do that in the best way possible. And I think the best way possible for them to maximize their revenue is to not put crappy football out there and have no one watch it other than out of kind of a grotesque, like, well, let's see what this list, you know, 35-man Titans roster puts out here. Like, that's just not going to be good football. And there's not enough way... There's It's going to be easy enough for them to move things around and do the switch with Baltimore to kind of make that work. And then that'll get things back in order. And I think... Um, I, I, don't, I forget exactly what the, what the swap is that makes it happen. Whether they pose the bills or not, um, I think they're off the hook, you know, obviously this... this um, this week, I guess. And then, so yeah, that's what I would say is I think they will figure out a way for the Titans to play 16 games and they will not have to play this week. So whatever the answer is that leads them to that. Um, yeah, at some point they'll have to start putting the games into the next, you know, two weeks of January. Uh, I don't think the NFL is ready to do that yet. And I think they still have a little bit of gimme room. So I think we'll see them use that. And hopefully this will be the, the kind of the, um, the Titans will be the shipwreck that, show people this is not the way to go and everyone else will avoid this the rest of the season. But we'll, we'll find out. It's, it's uh, certainly no, no, no sure thing. Eight yeah. and a half point favorites. Just, I looked it up. I, I don't know if that means anything since it's, we're not even sure that they're playing. So um, Paul, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I think you, that, that sums it all up. The fact that the bills are eight and a half point favorite means that, uh, if they do play, they're anticipating a lot of Titans being out at least 10 uh, more than likely. And as a result of that, assuming some of them at least are contributors or starters, uh, Bills have a serious edge here. But I'm with Scott. I really, I think there's a more than 50% chance this game does not get played and does move to late, uh, does move toward perhaps the end of January. Uh, and I worry this is going to affect, as I mentioned on Twitter, the Chiefs game scheduled for the following Thursday. Does that cease to become a Thursday game now? Because you can't give the Bills 10 days rest and the Chiefs three days rest on which to play that game. Uh, so this is going to have, a, I think it'll have a lot of repercussions. Uh, it's going to annoy me, but uh, it's going to, you know, annoy me less than, say, if Josh Allen got COVID. So mm-hmm. I, I am okay if that's how things pan out. The NFL did have a conference call with all the owners today with the 32 uh, clients, if you will. And it was, it was, it started off saying, Hey, we've done a good job managing this. And then it turned into a very sternly worded letter, which they didn't name the Titans, but it was clearly directed at them. Like <laughs> we have observed breaking of protocol. Right. by Well, the Raiders this. too. The Raiders also definitely yeah. broke protocol. So um, yeah, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there, but, no, like, that, that, but that's, yes, I don't have much to, to add other than I, I really am, I'm, I'm leery about the fact that this game will 
happen, and now I'm getting concerned long-term about, okay, if you move it to January, how are you going to do the playoffs? Just because now some teams are going to have, like, two-week-long wildcard teams will have bye weeks and stuff. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how it plays out. I think the biggest complicating factor for the Bills is, um, or the Titans, you know, like, certainly the Patriots get to move the game to today, and it seems like everybody's comfortable as of this morning. Like, there were no new uh, positives on the on the Patriots, and so they feel like they can go play with Brian Hoyer, and I'm sort of okay with that in the abstract. I'm not okay with it in the public health sort of like I said on Twitter today, like even if like they have like negatives for the rest of the week, right. And these, the bills play the Titans, like as a bills player, if you're Tremaine Edmonds or not Tremaine Edmonds, um, Trey white. And you were like basically thinking about sitting out the season and you're on the fence. This is the kind of nightmare scenario where you're like, you know, worried about it because you know, there was this issue um, you know, there is a long incubation period for the disease and you don't need this right now. And so for me, I'm, I'm with you. I think that what I was going to say, the complicating factor for the bills is they also play the following Thursday against none other than the chiefs. I mean, not that the, the, the opponent should ever matter with regards to that, but you're, you're literally asking, you know, the best team, you know, the, the defending Super Bowl champions, you know, the bills, uh, to play the defending Super Bowl champions, on a short week as it is, and so there, there's no real. I think that like even the 32 owners would have to say it, we can't play the Bills Titans game Monday and then ask the Bills to play Thursday. Um, and I, I think that you know that sort of does complicate it, and whether they're going to get their bye week this week or not, I don't know. Um, so I think that in fairness to that regard, I think that this is the first time in maybe next year history we should probably avoid picking the game since we don't know if we're even going to play it and what we'll do on Twitter and Facebook. If it's clear, we're going to play the game. We will post our predictions. Then Um, we'll, we'll do that then. But in the interim, I think it's not fair to anybody on this podcast. Um, And it's a, it's maybe even a bit unseemly to sort of at this point be predicting football games that might not be played for health crisis reasons. Um, but fuck it. Let's talk about the remaining three games in our quartet because the two of you guys picked the bills to go four and zero at the outset. Um, and I went three and one, although to my credit, I shaped up by the time week four rolled around and I did pick them to beat the, 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 uh, the Raiders. I think for me, the most likely game for them to lose was the Rams. Um, and that's why I was just sort of hedging my bets at three and one. I'm happy to be wrong there much the way Paul was happy to be wrong yep. in week three, um, when they did beat the Rams. So here we are four and oh, uh, you got the Titans, you got the chiefs, you got the jets and you got new England. Um, so let's, let's do it like this. For at least this part, right? Let's roll it all together. You don't have to necessarily tell me what you think they're going to do. Like, if you don't want to talk about the Titans game, that's fine. But I'll start. I think that, like, to me, I'm looking at this and I'm saying the two and two is the floor for me. And really, what I want to say is three and one. Um, and I also want to say if they went four and no, I'd be ecstatic but not necessarily surprised. I think I'd be surprised that they had strung together eight wins because I think that's just surprising in any season um, to start a season. But like, I guess what I'm saying, three and one, and I wouldn't be surprised if they beat Kansas City. That's the game I'm looking at and saying, if you're going to put an L up on the board, put it there. 
Um, and then the next best candidate would be either New England or the Titans. And I don't know. I think they're better than New England. I know they're better than the Jets. They got to beat the Jets, right? Like that has to happen. Um, and I think that they'll be in a better better spot to beat the Jets than they were even in Week One. Um, and so I'm ready to say the the Bills take three of the next four games. And we're talking about a seven and one Bills team at the half. Um, Scott, do you have any uh, competing thoughts or additional thoughts? Yeah, I mean it's it's tough. I mean. If this was a normal season, things would be different, obviously. And we'd have a full house for this this uh, game against the Wings, which is a Sunday night or a Monday mm-hmm. night or uh, something, I forget. And a full house um, against the Chiefs, too, yeah. Well, yeah, obviously a full house against the Chiefs. I'm not sure that's going to matter. And, and sure. Way to go, Frank, to go out on a limb to pick the Bills to lose to the Super Bowl champs. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> a bold call there. Um, yeah, I said I really that. wanted to say yes. <laughs> Fine, I'll beat the Chiefs, but lose to the Jets inexplicably. It's <laughs> the no, so hangover thing. It always gets you. Um, no, I mean, yeah, it, it's tough to see. Like, yeah, could the Bills win in a shootout against Kansas City? Sure. Um, is that, am I going to pick that if I have to put money on the game? Probably not. Um, I think the Bills would, I think the best thing that the Bills have going into that game is that they were playing with house money. And they, they're like, hey, they're coming to our building. You know, we're, you know, we got, you know, the division is, is, it's not, it's not really clear what's going to happen with the division, but we certainly got a good shot at the playoffs based on how we're playing right now. Let's go out there, no pressure, throw everything we got at them. And if it's enough, great. If not, whatever, we'll move on to, you know, go out, we'll go, go to town on the Jets next weekend. Like no big deal. Um, So, you know, I think that'll move in their favor. Obviously Kansas City, you know, good chance that they'll be uh, undefeated going into that game, I would bet. So they'll obviously have a bit of pressure on them. Um, I could see the Bills winning it. It's not impossible, but I don't think they will. And so I'll, I'll say they, they drop one there, they beat the Jets, and then the big New England game, the, the Belichick-sized uh, monkey on the backs of the Bills, um, obviously now with Brady gone. I will, you know, I was really close to picking them. This is, this is the early phase. I guess all, all this is early phase. I'll say early phase uh, first look. I'll say the Bills win. I reserve the right to change, obviously later, as I always do. As we but all, I'll, as we all do. Paul, before yeah, you but, give us your, go ahead. Sorry, I'll finish go, up, Scott. So sorry. I'll go, I'll go. I'll go to two to one, and then we'll see what happens with the Titans game. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to read this very briefly from Dan Graziano. League memos mention that the protocol violations that result in virus spread requirements adjustment to the schedule or otherwise impacting other teams. So the Titans, will result in additional dot, 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 discipline, including adjustment or loss of draft choices or even the forfeit of a game. So apparently, if, as I read on, that is bum, a, bum, bum. that is apparently like they would want it to be egregious and they would want it, I mean, they would not want it to be, but they would, that the, the forfeiting a game is egregious and it would, it's like the kind of like the, the biggest penalty on the board, but it's certainly not off the table that, if the Titans have really fucked it up here, um, that they could be they could be forfeiting football games amongst anybody else who does it. So, Paul, give us your thoughts on these, and then we will get out of here. Yeah, that's a perfect segue because I feel like if Tennessee has to forfeit the game this weekend, the Bills they're in really good position to win that, right? I mean, <laughs> it, I think uh, that, that's that puts me over the top. I was on the fence about that game. Would they get the one nothing? Didn't we look that up? What the forfeit score is? I think it's one to nothing. Is like, 
Yeah, we'll and would it qualify anyway. as a scorigami if it happens when it happens because of a league-mandated forfeit? I, you know, I have to ask the scorigami gods about that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I am largely in agreement with both of you on this. I'm just going to say Game 7 against the Jets. This is a ge- I'm going to go with who I think is a better team in each. The Bills are a better team than the Jets. We saw that Week 1. They should win that going away. Kansas City... I love the Bills. They are not yet a better team than Kansas City at this point. I think they could even be a better team than Kansas City by the end of this season. I'm not saying they will be. I'm saying they could be. And as a result of that, though, I think where Kansas City is now, uh, I'm going to give that game to the Chiefs. New England is the one that I'm most on the fence on. And I think in you know week eight of the 2020 season, the Buffalo Bills are the better team. I think New England's been, they've played well. They're still a great team with a great defense. I think when you look at their opt-outs, when you look at the loss of Brady, I feel like the Bills are just, you know, stronger top to bottom. I think it would be, you know, again, I could reserve, I could change our, our pick, the, my pick the week leading up to the game, but I also see them going uh, like, like, like you guys, two and one, and then we'll see what happens with the Titans game. If you'd like to get us your thoughts on this uh, upcoming uh, Titans game, we're going to be on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, we will make an effort to answer listener questions there because we didn't get to them this week, but it, it's time for us to go. Um, you can get a hold of us, MNY Bills on Twitter or MNY on Facebook. Search Buffalo Bills maybe next year. You'll find us. Um, we are in the 244th. This is episode 245. Is that right? Is that what I said last night? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so we are. I'm. I'm ditching. Look, I've I've screwed up the counting on this like a thousand times. So we're done with with seasons. This is uh, episode two forty five, um, counting three bonus episodes that we included: a, an episode zero and an episode negative one and an unnumbered episode. Um, <clears throat> as we climb to Mount two hundred and fifty, we want you to join us and bring your friends with us. A, a great thanks again to Bills and Beers and the mighty, mighty Cassie Hutton for joining us. Um, it was very nice to have her. I, one of these days we should have her back and we should have her um, on a time and a day when she can drink beer and also not have to go back to work. Uh, so we should do that. Uh, and we will look forward to doing that. Until then, thank you so much for listening. We hope you have a great week. And uh, I don't know. I'm still hoping we're going to play football. Uh, fingers crossed here. Until then, my name is Frank. I'm Scott. I'm Paul. Good night, everyone. <laughs>